Welcome to our first podcast for Communicating for Success. I'm Chris Coston. I have joining me friend and colleague Carl Manning. We'd like to talk about Communicating for Success and how it can help you get a good start to this new learning journey. On that note, congratulations on your decision to start a higher education qualification. An important part of what we're doing here is celebrating that with you. Before we go on, I'd like to thank the Pearson team for communicating for success, Jessica Darnell, Lisa DeCruz and Jill Gillies. I'd also like to thank my colleagues and co-authors, Eleanor Kiernan and Professor Jill Lawrence. Communicating for Success has lots of good advice. We say that effective study is underpinned with some good planning. What we do when we're new to study quite often, we'll sit down in front of an assignment, we'll put a few hours aside and we'll try and make some substantial progress. The problem with that can be, it can work for some people and for many others, they find that very difficult. So what we talk about is approaching a task and then breaking that down, then going about tackling each element. It's a smarter and much less stressful way. It can turn university studies from being awful and overwhelming into, right, I got it, I can do this. With a few good techniques and good planning, we can work our way around a lot of the pain that people typically associate with study. And it doesn't have to be like that. Carl, the importance of being an active learner, that we can be an active participant in what it is that we're learning. Alternatively, and this is a, this is a pitfall, we can become passive recipients. I'm here to absorb knowledge because I have to, so that I can get the qualifications that I need to get the job that I have as career goal. Historically, secondary education, there's definitely a culture of receiving information and learning it in order to reproduce it for an exam or an assignment. In university, that ability to solve problems becomes more important. The ability to be able to evaluate some circumstances just as you would be in a future job setting, analyse, come up with a plan and deliver outcomes that will fix the problem. These are the skills we're trying to develop. The starting point is that idea of self-belief. I am capable of doing this. To be able to take the driver's seat than uh, just being a passive recipient. It's easy for students to fall into the trap or any of us of that kind of passive role. And to cross that line, Carl, you've you've brought up this very important thing about self-belief. Very difficult to get actively engaged and becoming a critical and engaged participant rather than a passive recipient if your heart and mind are not there as much as they need to be. And part of self-belief is the belief in what you're undertaking, which is self-advancement and self-development. Hey, that is an exciting thing. You will come out of university with far more capabilities than when you came in. I mean, you want something to show for it, right? A belief in the importance and value of what you're doing We need this if we're going to become active. And again, belief in your abilities. There will be days and times where self-doubt will creep in and we need to be able to manage it smartly. 
This is linked to areas of emotional intelligence and other things that we're going to be talking about throughout the textbook as well. But I think holding on to that belief that, yes, what I'm doing is important. When self-doubt creeps in, we have that ability to say, this is to be expected that I will have these moments and I'm going to work to not let them throw me off or, or demotivate me, certainly not for long periods. And I just want to add the importance of taking care of oneself as always being a top priority in life. This is another area of belief. We need to believe that our well-being and our care, care of ourselves, that is, is of a high priority. You know, with so much going on around us, it can be easy to lose sight of that. I want to add to this positivity and balance Keeping ourselves as positive as we can gives us the energy that helps to sustain us. An element or an aspect of this is curiosity. For example, when we come to talk about communication and we're talking about, say, group dynamics, you know, we can be passive receivers and, and, and read the paragraphs, or we can look at it through a lens of positivity, curiosity, and that helps us to become more active and engaged and a sense of humor. And that's really important in terms of being balanced and healthy and happy. So I try to, as a teacher, you know, I could walk into a class and say, well, here's a list and this is what we've got to do. Doesn't sound very positive, does it? I could, on the other hand, take it to the other extreme and come in with uh, some dad jokes every time I start a class. <laughs> you can see this is about balance, but we have enjoyed you and I in co-teaching classes, many really great times, and we encourage it. So teachers need to do this. Don't lose sight of our sense of humor. That's the message we're trying to send to students. That's a great point. You can't be too serious. You can't take on every battle. All the time you are managing your own well-being, as you said, for sustainable study and sustainable future life, work-life balance and Colleagues uh, in the social sciences take their self-care very seriously where you identify what are the things that uh, keep you strong and make sure that you do plenty of them, whether it's walking the dog or having a cup of tea, chatting with your friends, catching up socially and making sure that you celebrate the achievement of some of these big goals. That maintains that ongoing focus. I love the celebrate. I like that word. I think it's... Um... It's really important. And that's what I'm hoping that our listeners are, are thinking about that now and, and actually doing it. It is time to celebrate. This is a, uh, what do they call it? A milestone is, is, is a common term, isn't it? This is, this is a special occasion. Another special occasion will be where you get to wear a gown and a hat and, and there are many enjoyable and rewarding self-development moments throughout the journey. But the decision to start your degree should be celebrated. And Carl, I also like the way that, um, that you correctly point out to our listeners and readers that it's still important that if you have a dog, that you continue to, and if you don't, still go for a walk. The, the things that you enjoy in life, this thing about balance and self-care, which we're talking about right now, the decision to begin higher education study does not mean that we have to give up on those things. And the point that you make, we actually need those things more than ever to help sustain us. So taking up the decision to study doesn't mean denying yourself of anything. And being organised, 
because there will be pressure points and there will be times in life that are hectic, yes, but there's always time for self-care. And a part of that is making sure that you get rest, relaxation, and uh, enjoy other pursuits. 